Howdy neighbors, Ron Hayes, beef buzzing with you today with Joel Haggard of the U.S. Meat Export Federation. We're talking China in just a moment. I have my first cigarette of the day when I get up. We smoke on the way to school. I smoke when I'm playing my games. I smoke during nap time. When kids are exposed to cigarette smoke, I'm down to about a pack a day. It's like they're smoking. For children, just 30 minutes of secondhand smoke can hurt their lung growth and permanently damage lung function. I tried quitting. I need to try again. Visit TobaccoStopsWithMe.com to learn more about the dangers of secondhand smoke. Your hometown isn't just where you're from. It's the stuff you're made of. The 3 a.m. alarm clock, warming the truck up before sunup, lifting that last bale when your legs can barely lift you. Paycom salutes that hometown spirit, and they empower local businesses in Oklahoma. Paycom's mobile app lets you do HR and payroll on the go. It handles the things that matter to your business so you can invest more in the things that matter to you. Learn more at paycom.com. One of the folks that our own Casey Shepard had the opportunity to talk with at the recent strategic planning conference of the U.S. Meat Export Federation was their senior vice president for the Asian Pacific region, Joel Haggard. He knows that region very well, and he's watching closely what's going on right now with China and their COVID shutdowns and all the turmoil right now with consumers in this most populous of nations. How are these COVID zero policies affecting demand in China? Yeah, they are affecting demand because people you know, they have to stay at home or they can't travel to other cities. They can't go out and uh, shop. I mean, it just it restricts their, their mobility. I, I, th- I would say the largest impact has been on restaurants. So in, the, in these lockdowns, uh, restaurants often are told to, to shut down and then that takes out that food service component from demand. Now, a lot of that's been made up from retail purchases. You see record beef imports this year into China. So overall demand has been resilient, but we'd love to have everything open. And, uh, and, and then I think we'd be going on all cylinders. We've heard some other speakers this week that talked about how people are really getting creative. You know, they were saying in Africa, you can order a steak at midnight and it can be delivered the next morning. Are we seeing any of that in China at all? Oh, yeah, absolutely. In terms of e-commerce and uh, uh, delivery, um, China is one of the most advanced in the world. They got uh, fantastic tech there. They built up, they built out the supply chains for like e-commerce out beyond the, the top tier cities into the fifth tier cities. So we now have much larger supply chain network for our products to make it out into even the smaller fourth and fifth tier towns. Obviously, these lockdowns very serious and uh, very significant, and that's obviously held down uh, our ability to sell maybe as many pounds of beef as we would like to have into uh, into China at this point. But Joel Haggard says clearly there's just a lot of demand still out there on a per capita basis in the Chinese population. You know, I I just think Chinese the, the beef consumption per household per capita what we call it per capita beef consumption is really rising very fast and people like beef, you know, again, 20 years ago Beef was kind of a novelty. It was kind of a luxury. But now I, I think it's starting to be integrated into the, you know, kind of daily daily diet. So up to 10 years ago, people went out to eat beef. Now they're cooking it at home. So, you know, this is the trend. And uh, I, I think b- beef consumption is going to rise. They have limited capabilities to grow, increase production there in China. So imports uh, could could really fill more of a prominent role there. And Joel Haggard says that the Chinese are buying less pork on the international market, but they continue 
continue to have a lot of appetite for U.S. beef. Well, we we came into this year knowing that in, in, pork imports were not going to be like they were the last couple of years because of that herd rebuild. Beef imports, um, it's a steady curve upward. That's due to the just an increase in consumption, also increase in household consumption of beef, which in turn has been um, uh, stimulated by more beef sales at retail. As I mentioned earlier, maybe 10 years ago, you went out to eat beef, you didn't cook it at home. Now there's more familiarization with how to cook beef, e-commerce channels. You can there, There's hundreds, thousands of SKUs available online in China. So really a lot of options on the beef side in terms of types of products. And you were talking about types of beef, grass-fed versus uh, grain-fed, which is you don't see a lot of grain-fed, but that's kind of where you're headed. Yes. No, I, I think people say, oh, you know, I, I mean, look, Chinese consumers, they want tenderness. Mm-hmm. They like marbling. They eat a lot of hot pot and uh, Korean barbecue. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're familiar with those, when you order that, it comes to your table first in raw form. They love to see the marbling. And then they cook it at the table in pots or on a, on a little barbecue. So marbling has become really um, uh, something that consumers seek out, and that's grain-fed beef. Joel Haggard on selling U.S. beef into China. You've got the beef buzz on Ron. It's the 41st annual Oklahoma Select Bull and Female Sale, Saturday, December 3rd, 1 p.m. at the Atoka Livestock Auction. The limousine and Limflex offering will include 60 breeding age bulls and 31 females, pairs and breads. Complete information data will be available on all bulls. View the catalog at AmericanCattleServices.com. For more information, contact American Cattle Services, 580-597-3006. The Oklahoma Select Bull and Female Sale, December 3rd, Atoka Livestock Auction. And that's your beef buzz. I'm Ron Hayes reporting.